Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Thanks for joining me again for this fifth session of Midnight Moments. So yesterday we established a basic practice of tafakkur. We looked at some steps outlined by Muhasabi, who, by the way, is a 9th century scholar, not a 19th century. I, I seem to have uh, accidentally deleted 10 centuries of history there. Ninth century uh, scholar. In fact, he was influential on Ghazali many, many centuries before. So this practice of just coming into a place of presence and it's sort of a preliminary step to deepening this practice of tafakkur. If this is the first time, if this is new to you, it's going to take some getting used to and really practice. It's going to take coming back to this place um, frequently. I would say ideally five minutes daily. It's imp more important that it's daily um, than that it's a long period of time if it's infrequent. So for those of you who uh, downloaded the, the guided practice that I, that I gave, you'll notice it's quite long. It's 25 minutes. And, and for some people that's, that's too long um, to start out with. What if you have a guided practice somebody guiding you along, sometimes you can go longer than if you're on your own because it helps stay focused. But essentially, uh, trying to, to keep it doable. So five minutes is fine. If you can go 25 minutes, great. So if, and you'll notice if you did listen to this recording, you'll notice that I was breathing a lot throughout it uh, and, and breathing long and slow. And so this is what we want to focus on today is adding this focus on the breath to, to our practice of tafakkur. It's really the best tool that we have for deepening our, our place of coming into stillness and presence and occupying the body. It helps us settle into this place of presence because it's the breath is really a, a regulatory mechanism for our bodies to to settle into and occupy the body which we're we tend to when we're, we're distracted with our busyness and the dunya we stay up in this cognitive place and we don't tend to occupy our bodies so feeling comfortable in our own skin and feeling grounded in our being and so the the breath really even physiologically regulates the body bringing oxygen into the blood into the heart, right? And so there's this physical connection between breathing and the heart. And so in fact, there's also a connection in regulating the state of the heart. Um, when you breathe, you the breathing is happening in your chest, in the same place where your heart is, the same place where the center of your being is, which is what we're trying to focus on, to being heart-centered. And so when we breathe, our chest expands, it brings in um, this purity and freshness into this place of our center of our being. And it's this practice that is going to help deepen this heart-centered connection. And really the reason why we have to practice breathing um, is because we're, we're, we're not used to living a fitter lifestyle. 
our lives are so disaggregated and we spend so much time thinking and being in these spaces where we're sort of connecting with our identity from here up, not using our bodies very much in our, in our work in the world. And so it's, we have to train ourselves to come back into this place of being in our bodies, which is really a natural for us. And if we're living a natural, fitter lifestyle, this would perhaps be less necessary of, of really practicing breathing. If you look to the time of the Prophet, and just the, the lifestyle that he led uh, was very in tune with nature and very in tune with natural cycles and using body, like the Sahaba were building things with their hands. Part of their work in the world was physical. People were growing their own food. People were um, outside a lot. Connecting with nature and connecting with natural cycles tends to put one in a place of natural connection with breath because you're, you're in your body. If you, for those of you who listened to Sheikh Abdul Hakim's lecture yesterday, he talked about our ibadah affirms nature, right? And, and this idea that Islam is integrated with nature. And there's this important aspect of our, not only our ibadah, but our, our life. You know, our life really should be ibadah in every moment. And, and these practices of breathing then are coming back to this fitra way of, of being in the world. You'll notice if you have, uh, you know, looking at older generations, maybe your grandparents, your great-grandparents. And a lot of times these people had more connection to nature and living, living outdoors and, and being, in, and they move slower. Um, and I, I can just recall many times sitting with older generations, sitting on a porch and, you know, you, you hear them breathing or, or you, you get a sense that they're breathing slowly, they're moving slowly, they're talking slowly. And I think this is something that we need to learn from our elders and really come back to this way of being that is slowing down, connecting with nature, connecting with breath. So I want to introduce just a very simple, basic breathing practice that will be foundational for then we can add it to the practice of tafakkur. And I think for, for people who aren't familiar or used to having a practice of breathing, it can be useful to, to practice breathing voluntarily. We all breathe, right? We need to breathe to survive, but often we're doing it, well, we're doing it involuntarily. And often we're not bringing conscious awareness to how we're breathing or the, the quality of our breath. And so it can really just keep us alive, essentially instead of bringing life to our being. And so practicing, really the, the central tenet here is just slowing down your breath and elongating the breath. Uh, but then you can, you know, for practicing the mechanics of it, really this is called a diaphragm breath. And so a diaphragm breath is essentially breathing more fully and involving your your diaphragm in it, but really what it feels like uh, mechanically is that your belly is involved. So usually we have these short breaths that are just up here in our chest. But if we expand that, so we're breathing more in 
from our uh, first, the first part of the breath is when you breathe in, your belly should expand. Once your belly is full, then you fill your chest. And then on the exhale, you're going to exhale your chest first. Once that air is pushed out, then you're going to suck in your belly and push out the remaining air. So what this does is it ex expels the excess um, sort of stale breath or energy or breath that you haven't expelled usually because we're taking these short breaths. So it's similar to a balloon. If you were to put air into a balloon and then let it go, let the air out, uh, you would find that in the balloon there's a little bit of air left. And if you would push on the balloon, this puff of air would come out. So this is kind of what we're doing when we're sucking in our bellies or pushing out this air at the end. And then what that does is allows us to take a more full breath on the inhale. If you see, this one cycle of breath should be much longer than what we normally would. Normally our breaths could take just a second, milliseconds even really. So you see how the, the exhale can be uh, long because I'm pushing out that air at the end. And so this, this practice of this diaphragm breath is really something to, to practice so that you can increase your ability to breathe more fully. It's not necessarily something that comes natural or that you can incorporate fluidly because it takes some um, mechanical alignment uh, thinking about these steps, and it's uh, it can take some, you know, it's 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 it it doesn't come naturally all all of the time. But so what you're doing is you're practicing what it feels like to take a full breath, and then once you've practiced that, then when you're in a state of trying to come into this state of presence through this practice of tefakur, the breathing can come more naturally, and you can essentially just be taking slower, longer breaths to help you settle into your body. So if we, um, so this is, I think what is, I, I would recommend that people practice and introduce this element into our practice of coming into presence. And tomorrow, inshallah, we will incorporate that with the practice of tafakur. So the things that we talked about yesterday of coming into the body of, of removing distractions. And then once you get to that place of where we said sincerity, where you're turning inward and focusing on the heart, then we're going to bring in the breath into this place of focusing on the heart, which can then really deepen the, the, the practice of, of coming into really being heart-centered people. And this is what the goal is of Tafakur of being heart-centered. And to follow up on something yesterday from one of the questions, and I think my response um, in this idea, this question of distinction between ibadah, like salat, and tafakur, it's not necessarily to make such a uh, stark contrast between these two or distinction. Really, all of these practices are to reinforce our worship. 
to make our our worship uh, ibadah is about connecting with Allah. And so these practices are ibadah in the sense that they are connecting with Allah. It's just not necessarily the ibadah that was mandated by Allah, like salat. So it has a special place, salat. But all of these practices are to increase our place of being in the heart when we do come to uh, attempt to connect with our Lord, whether it's through wudu, salat, all of these things, the breathing, the tafakkur practices will help um, deepen those practices. So, uh, I believe I can take, so someone's asking, can you please explain more what is this fitter lifestyle? Uh, so, you know, when this word fitra is often used in reference to uh, the nature of our soul. We have a, our fitra is to be knowing who our Lord is, knowing that uh, Allah is our Lord and knowing, you know, that we have this fitra of, that goes back to our creation. But then there is a fitra of how our being, how, how we were created can work in the world so that we align with that fitra. So a fitra way of being in the world is going to bring you back into the fitra of your soul. And so really the this is what the sunnah is. When we look at the the behaviors and the lifestyle of the Prophet wasallam. this is how we understand how we can align our lifestyle to a way that aligns our soul with its fitra. And so fit, by, what I mean by fitra, lifestyle is essentially the sunnah. Uh, but often we, we look at the sunnah as uh, very detailed, specific things, and we, we, we miss out on even the aspects of, you know, using natural remedies, um, being connected with the cycles of, the, you know, going to bed after Isha, waking up in the middle of the night, uh, aligning the life cycle with the cycles of creation, you know, the heavens and the earth. This is something that we tend to be disconnected to in this modern world where we're, we're, we're following cycles that are not necessarily natural. And so uh, it can really be helpful for our practice. Really, it's essential for our practice to, to be connected with these cycles of nature. This is also something that Sheikh Abdul Hakim was was speaking on yesterday in his lecture, so I recommend you listen to that. It's it's this, this is where he said, you know, our our ibadah is integrated with nature, and this is how we can more deeply come into a state of presence. Okay, thank you for joining me again uh, for these little moments. It's really nice to to be with you all and see the comments, and I'll, I will try to respond to questions and comments every day, inshallah. So tomorrow we will integrate these things and bring the practice of breathing into tafakkur. Uh, let's see, there's one more question. Uh, another, uh, what is the difference between uh, tafakkur and reflection? I find the latter stressful and it's it is past and ego and mistakes, but the, the fucker seems detached from self-complex. 
So this is, this is something that we'll get into next week. Next week, we'll be talking about self and self-reflection and understanding that uh, we're, we're setting the stage for being able to come into a place of reflection. So this coming into presence, accessing works can sort of open the door for this deeper way of reflecting on the self. And this is what we'll be focusing all next week. So inshallah, we'll be able to get into that uh, if, you, if you keep joining. Okay. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Look forward to seeing you soon.